a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Is that Jesus can return at any time. He's not waiting for a Japanese nuclear power plant to melt down. No. The thing that's holding him back is his patience and love for lost humanity and nothing else. Uh, There there are no events that need to occur before Jesus comes back. And so seeing all the things that happen around us and saying, hey, hey, that means Jesus is coming. The answer is no, no. That's wrong. That's the wrong way of looking at it. Jesus can come at any moment. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. And Luther says the only way that uh, the pronoun me and God could be in the same sentence is by this verb, have mercy. I've, got, I've given myself the new nickname. I've thrown aside all the other accolades that you toss at me so freely, Evan. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, they, uh, they, they feel like wine. Bull rider. Yeah, and uh, what else am I? I can't remember. I can't remember and them I've all either. Up. They're just too numerous. <laughs> <laughs> Not even this is a sign of the end times. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Welcome, Pastor. I just got invited, by the way, to a Facebook group that is closed, and I think that's mean-spirited. <laughs> that How can is. you ever grow the Facebook if you have a closed group? <laughs> that's what I want to know. This sounds like an analogy for something. I'm not sure what. I don't know. Okay, for uh, today's table talk, no one's going to listen to this show, uh, but we'll go and tell them what we're going to do anyway. <laughs> um, we, we speak to the air. <laughs> <laughs> That's That's a, you know the thing in the radio, you sit here with the microphone and you don't know who's on the other side, but we do. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're on the other side, and I'm on the other side for you. That's, <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> sure, um, sure. Well, we have a ton, and I mean a ton, of bumper stickers and church signs to get through. So, actually, this this show we're just going to be dedicated to to going through the bumper stickers and church signs. However, we're going to do so within the context of the game, which ladder? We, we, we were trying to figure out a way to get through all these uh, without just kind of, uh, you know, going through them as we usually do. We thought, well, which game would apply to this or somewhat apply to it? We thought which ladder might be close. So we're going to see how well which ladder applies to the uh, church signs and bumper stickers that you've submitted to Table Talk Radio. Um, but first, we need to do some theological buzzwords. Yes. So, you better go first. I'm clicking through here. Fuller <laughs> Theological Seminary. Well, I, of I actually, uh, you might be able to get one off of mine. Uh, my theological oh. buzz phrase for you is Deus Absconditus, um, which uh, is means that the hidden God. And uh, what we were talking about here when we were talking about the hidden God, Luther made this distinction uh, between the hidden God and the revealed God. Uh, and and, and uh, that that natural man uh, searches for God in his hiddenness, uh, not where he's revealed himself. Uh, where he's revealed himself is in uh, is, is in Christ, and and what we know of God in the re- in the revealed God in, in Christ is his his love and compassion, uh, his mercy and forgiveness for us. Uh, we see the revealed God upon the cross, uh, but but the but the hidden God. Uh, the hidden God is is, is when we see uh, uh, the backside of God, as Luther says, uh, from uh, from from uh, uh, you know Moses uh, wanted desired to see the, the face of God, but uh, but God would not show him face to face at that time. Um, 
So, so what we what we have in the hidden God is is what we can discern. I mean, this is the God of of hurricanes and earthquakes and 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 tornadoes and and all these these things. And 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 the the, the natural man tries to to search out God in, in his hiddenness and try to make make heads and tails of all these things. Uh, but it's only in the revealed God that we can we can we can know Him. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, there, there's uh, people will use this phrase, the hidden God, in a number of different ways. So some people will talk about how God hides Himself. Uh, in the flesh of Jesus and on the and on the cross, but that's uh, that's God cloaked in order that He might be revealed. I, and so you're right when you talk about the hidden God is this the God of Majesty, unapproachable, uh, a power and might uh, to who who to see would be our destruction. You know these verses Exodus 24 and the like that say no one can look on God and live, which is precisely now why He hides Himself. Right. I mean, isn't it fantastic? He hides himself so that we won't be destroyed by finding him. It's great. It's it's like the same reason why you put a lock on the rat poison drawer there yeah. in your dorm room. Now this is this is going to uh, play into then our explanation of which ladder, right? Uh, because because yes, that, but I, I actually do have a buzz phrase too that is similar to that. I mean, that kind of puts it in context. You right. did give me an idea. Go for it. And that is the humiliation. The state. In fact, I'll just expand it for you. The state of humiliation. So that is, we talk about in the creed that uh, that our Lord Jesus has two states: uh, the state of humiliation, the state of exaltation. The state of humiliation begins at his birth, although this, uh, in fact, it begins at the incarnation. But remember, we make this subtle distinction, which is so important: is that the incarnation is not a part of the state of humiliation, so that. Jesus is not humbled insofar as he takes upon himself human flesh. Because if that would be true, then he would still be in a state of humiliation. Because he still has flesh. So Jesus taking on flesh allows him to enter into the state of humiliation, but it's not part of it. So incarnation all the way to his uh, being deposited in the tomb. Uh, His suffering, his life, his death, his burial. And then begins the state of exaltation. Where Jesus begins to take upon, to take up according to his human nature, the full use of his divine nature, and it goes until the um, uh, until the ascension, when Jesus takes up the full use of his divine nature according to his humanity. We call the what do we call that? The genus maestaticum, that all the attributes of the divine nature are communicated to his human nature, and they are exercised fully, so that Jesus fills all things, is in all places, knows everything, controls and rules the world. That's a state of exaltation. But the state of humiliation is a, is the state that wins our, our salvation, uh, namely the, the death of Jesus on the cross. Right. Um, yeah, th- th- uh, this was a nice uh, buzz phrase to correlate uh, with, the, with the hidden God because uh, now what we have is that, that the, the, uh, the, the natural man, the sinful human, human being, does not just, just repels... Uh, you know, God in, in humiliation, uh, a, a God of uh, of suffering. A God. I mean, you have you have uh, the Savior uh, born into this world, and here here it, we're ready to see the the King, the, the Savior of the world, and it's 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 a baby. <laughs> you know, I mean, th- this little baby's gonna gonna save humanity, but that's exactly that's exactly how God does it uh, in 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 lowliness. Um, and so, be, be, because because sinful man um, uh, does not look for these things in suffering, uh, instead he is interested in 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 
making his own efforts to God. He's he's interested in, in building ladders to God to 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 show himself to be good enough for God, uh, or that 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 he can. Uh, I guess impress God, and and he does this in a various of ways, and this is uh, how the game Witch Ladder works. I, by the way, uh, received a note from someone the other day complaining about our show. I don't know if you got this note, and they were well, complaining. If they, that if they just sent it to you, maybe they're just complaining about you. They were complaining that they were trying to. They like to listen to the uh, to their podcasts while they exercise, mm-hmm. uh, and they ca- and they try to do that with Table Talk Radio, and they can't because they start laughing, and then the weights fall on them, <laughs> or they can't keep running. So we need to have so, a disclaimer at the beginning of the. <laughs> if we, I think we need to cut down on the humor. Got it? Oh, don't worry about that. <laughs> I haven't. I didn't think you've been funny yet. So. <laughs> I no. I'm. I'm trying to cool my jets here. I don't want anyone injured. Okay. The way three ladders, wait, the way which ladder works is this. Uh, this fellow, Adolf Caberly, wrote this book called uh, The Quest for Holiness is what the thing is called in English. And uh, it's a great little book. But in, in there he talks about our, our flesh, our natural sinful flesh, always is creating its own religion. And these religions take three unique forms that can be distinguished from each other. He calls them the three ladders by which man attempts to climb into heaven. And the first ladder is the ladder of the will. This would be moralism or good worksism, uh, so that by being good, we can make ourselves presentable to God. One. Second ladder is the ladder of the mind, what we call rationalism. By investigating, thinking, contemplating, understanding, we can uh, come to some sort of enlightenment and understandings around us. That's the ladder of rationalism and the mind. The third ladder is that of the emotions or the psyche, the psyche, for those of you in Mankato, (laughs) (laughs) which is emotionalism or what do we call it? Mysticism, uh, which is, I think, the most prevalent. But anyway, that is the idea that we have the capacity to have internal fellowship, internal immediate fellowship with the divine nature. That's the uh, that's our working definition of mysticism. What do you think about that? I like it. And, and so the worship and the and the different aspects of this religion are all, in one way or another, trying to uh, stir up the psyche to this experience of the immediate presence of God. Now, all of these stand in contradiction to the gospel, which is God coming to us, not man climbing to God. And the way this game works, uh, which latter, it's one of these discernment games. This is one of the games from the very get-go of this show, is we listen to something, a preaching, or we're going to listen to bumper stickers and church signs, and we're asking ourselves, which ladder is this person telling us to climb? The ladder of the will, the ladder of the mind, or the ladder of the emotions? And we're going to evaluate them that way. Okay, we're going to see if the bumper stickers and church signs that you have submitted to us uh, fit into this game, which ladder, and we're going to do so right after this commercial break. If you have church signs or bumper stickers to give to us, you can send them in to questions at tabletalkradio.org or give us a call, 1-800-385-SOLA. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Play right and get Table Talk Radio, the low-calorie Lutheran radio game show. The Donate Now button at tabletalkradio.org is now open for your convenience. 
Through PayPal, you can make fast, secure, huge donations to the show. So visit our website, and thanks for listening to Table Talk Radio. We are climbing Jacob's Golden Ladder from Earth to Heaven so high. This one thought now makes my heart so gladder to know that we are climbing Jacob's Ladder to the sky. We are climbing Welcome back to Table Talk Radio, which the latter is the game. That song reminds me of my visit with my family in Texas this summer. <laughs> Not because they were singing and they were climbing Jacob's Ladder, but because my family, I'm from Texas, you know, nobody knows that because they don't. My family accused me of purposely abandoning a Texas accent and picking up some sort of Minnesota accent so that I sound more Lutheran. <laughs> I couldn't believe this. I was so hurt. I was devastated. So I've been trying to I've been trying to cultivate the in uh the kind of uh in my, I must have a Texas accent down in my in me somewheres. <laughs> but I I've been trying to bring it out, but I don't know about this thing. Yeah, uh, so I don't know either. <laughs> we are climbing Jacob's ladder. <laughs> We're playing uh, Witch Ladder on this uh, edition of Table Talk Radio, <laughs> and I could have played this last night um, when I was at a coffee shop down the road working on a, one of my papers on my laptop. And uh, Watch out, he's a, that's emergent tendencies right there. <laughs> well, uh, i got to work on my paper at the coffee shop. Well, that's real. It's not like I had my retro glasses on. Real missional of you. <laughs> Well, there's this group uh, uh, meeting there, four or five people, and they had obviously just met online and, and, and meeting here, and they're trying to start a, uh, a New Age spirituality club. And uh, one was Wiccan, and the others were into this all. That, and and uh, so at first, they're, they're climbing the, the rationalism ladder, saying that, oh, I've read all these books, and, you know, I, you know, have... Uh, you know, found all this out by reading all this great stuff, and then and then they start climbing uh, the ladder of uh, of mysticism, uh, talking about going into certain stores and just having, you know, just, uh, you just know that this place has it, whatever it is. You know, when you walk into this, uh, I don't know, like herbal store or something like that, or or uh, you know, reading all these books and knowing what's right for you, this kind of stuff. So, and we've talked about before on, on this show that that a lot of these. Uh, Whatever spiritualized or whatever, they they end up climbing two ladders at once, right? I mean, the best the best ones can go two ladders at the same time. Oh yeah, the more ladders you got, the better. Yeah. So. Pro- the weird thing is that ladder of mysticism and the ladder of rationalism normally fight against each other. They they find their perfect little symbiotic relationship in what we call Gnosticism or Gnosticism. <laughs> for those <in> well. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, now uh, did I tell you this story? That reminded me of this time when uh, Pastor Melius and I went to visit the atheist group. I don't know if I've ever told you this story. This is hilarious. We went to visit the atheist group, and then uh, and then afterwards we go over across the street. Me and and the and two of the guys. Uh, 
from this atheist group to the coffee shop to keep talking. And I order a beer and they order like milk and a piece of pie. <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking and we leave. And at the, and at this, and at the, the, that same restaurant, there was a meetup group of singles, all men, if you get my drift. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and we're standing outside in the parking lot afterwards and this group of, of men come out and they come over to the atheist and they, and me and they say, Oh, were you guys part of our group? I didn't see it the other end of the table. And both of the <laughs> no, no, no. And I said, this is the, this is a, the, this is like a joke waiting for a punchline kind of thing. It's all these guys hitting on these atheist guys that I'm standing there with. Oh man. Well, How I... many commandments are, talk about 10 commandments in the news. <laughs> How many commandments are being broken in that one little place? That's what, incredible. What I found hilarious about this this new age group, uh, and we'll get to the you know our content here pretty soon. But um, uh, what what I thought was hilarious is, is they you know spend all this time talking about how they they don't want to be put into a box that you know they're breaking out of this shell that Christianity will put you in and all this stuff. Um, and then, but but I mean, okay, so they break out of this quote unquote box or shell whatever that Christianity funnels people in. But then. But then they just have another box that they go in. So I mean, if I were to to ask you, Pastor Wolfmiller, to guess what their uh, what politics they were talking about, I, I'm pretty sure you could probably you could probably peg it. Um, uh, for example, what do you think they were saying about environmentalism? Oh yeah, these guys. I mean, it's Gaia. <laughs> I mean, okay, so you're not really that being that unique. I mean, you're you're dressing different, but when you get all together, you're all the same. So this, I mean, I don't know. It just seems a little counterintuitive to me. But. It does. Whatever. Okay, let's do some bumper stickers and some church signs. This one is submitted to us by Andrew. He says, Dear Table Talkers, I'm a new listener, um, but I dig your show. Huh. Ah, listening I dig from, it. Uh, listening from Folsom, California. He says this. We dig uh, listeners. <laughs> this bumper sticker was on a mid-1990s Chevy S10. Uh, that's on. right. What is that? What's a Chevy? You know those stem? little that... those little Chevy uh, pickups that look like you could throw them. You know, they usually have sandbags in the back to hold them down when it's icy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's. I think that's what an S10 is. Okay. Um, and, uh, and and the bumper sticker says this: One man can make a difference. Jesus did. So thank you, Andrew in California. One man can make a difference. Jesus did. So this is working against the, uh, I guess, the notion that mm. you know one person can't make a difference. Yeah. So I don't know how this works with uh, uh, which ladder though. I don't, I don't know. If I don't I know seen. what to think about that bumper sticker either. It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of, um, uh, it's a weird sort of thing because if he wants to say, look, you can make a difference because Jesus did. Mm. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just flat wrong. That know? would be moralism, the moralism ladder. Yeah, that would be the moralism ladder. Um, uh, I don't think that's what it's saying, you know. I think it's probably uh, it's probably just saying something like, um, "Hey, Jesus made a difference." But if that's what you want to say, it, that's not as nearly as exciting to say. One man can make it. I, you, you know what I'm saying? You gotta have something. Bum- bumper stickers are inherently uh, controversial. Is that right? You gotta. I mean, it's like you. It's like a bumper sticker is is a. People sitting around saying, "How can we start a fight with one sentence?" <laughs> but 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 yeah, uh, except for coexist. But but they how don't. We, that's a, how can we stop a fight <laughs> with one sentence? But but uh, I, they don't really want to start a fight because they're they're putting on the back of their car while they're driving. So it's like 
you know, how can we get someone mad without having to engage someone? Yeah, that's someone? right. <laughs> I mean, that's not really yeah, a fight. Oh, anyway. That's right. Even the coexist bumper sticker is a little bit uh, snarky, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, in other words, you're not coexisting, so you should. Yeah. But, I mean, the, I mean, the, they're not being very tolerant of the one who opposes tolerance. Coexistence. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, I don't know. Uh, okay, here's another one. Hi, Jan in Tennessee again, another bumper sticker. Body piercing saved my life. Love to hear your comments on it. Thanks. Okay. I've seen this thing before. It maybe has a picture of a nail in the hand of Jesus or something like this. Um, so this is another thing where you you figure out a different way to talk about the death of Jesus uh, and then point that out. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, look, Jesus. Now, uh, uh, the question, of course, that we have to ask here is would would Jesus in any sort of way Consider the holes in his hands uh, body piercing. Dude, check it out. <laughs> I got my hand and my feet pierced. Well, I mean, do you think that this <laughs> that this bumper sticker or wherever it originated came out of this whole discussion that I think was probably a big um, years ago about whether it's okay or not to uh, have tattoos and body piercings uh, for Christians? Um, Maybe, I, I remember. I remember back in the youth group days when we were all trying to figure out how to condone our rebellion by uh, with Bible verses. <laughs> and this guy, I remember this guy. He was so proud of himself because he found the Bible passage in in uh, Exodus uh, thirty or something where it talked about the slave. And oh, if yeah, the slave, yeah. after the year of jubilee, <laughs> wanted to be stay with the guy, he uh-huh. would go and have his ear pierced with an awl against the door frame. And so the guy wouldn't got his ear pierced because now he's a slave of Jesus. Yeah. Oh, brother. I said, with it all at the door by a priest? Is that how you did it? <laughs> and did he? Oh, brother. No. Oh. No, no, of course. It's at the mall so he can have his little diamond stud in there. <laughs> Give me a break. Now, I do think this is calls for some clarity here. There is a big difference between things that are wrong and things that are just plain dumb. <laughs> and in my mind, uh, piercing, and um, I mean, not of course ear piercing for ladies for some reason, or if you're from somewhere uh, uh, more exotic, even a nose ring for a lady. Uh, but but uh, generally, uh, tattoos and uh, random body piercings fall in the uh, dumb category, but not necessarily the wrong category. <laughs> Which does uh, Table Talk Radio fall into? <laughs> I guess dumb. Uh, I don't know. Dumb and what's dumb and ca- we? I don't. Maybe we blur the distinction. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say in uh, in the eyes of our Calvinist listeners, we're probably we're probably both. But uh, I guess it depends on who you are, right? I, I just want to I just want to be tolerant, and I, I don't want to exclude anyone. <laughs> uh, that's not what I'm about. Our Facebook page is open. <laughs> Okay. Not closed. Can you believe we already went through another segment of Table Talk Radio? This is ridiculous. We're going to see. We need more focus in this show. Yes, that's exactly what we need. We're going to do it right after this break. Don't go away.
low-budget alternative to staring at the wall. This is Table Talk Radio. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. We say this popular response in the season of Easter because we believe it happened, that Jesus rose from the dead, and by his death and resurrection we have the forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. But what if Jesus hasn't risen from the dead? That is the topic of a debate between Dr. David Scare of Concordia Theological Seminary and Dr. Robert Price, a fellow for the Jesus Seminar and author of the books The Case Against the Case for Christ and The Reason-Driven Life. This live two-hour radio debate takes place May 15th from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock Eastern Time, and you can listen live at piratechristianradio.com. During the course of the live broadcast, there will be an opportunity for you to call in live with your questions for Dr. Price or Dr. Scare. Listen to this special Table Talk Radio live presentation, a debate, Did Jesus Rise from the Dead? May 15th, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, live at piratechristianradio.com. After two segments of Table Talk Radio, we've successfully made it through two bumper stickers. And uh, I'm keeping a running tally to see how many we can get through. So let's see if we can get another one here. Uh, this one comes from uh, Dan in Park River, North Dakota. That's what ND stands for, right? Uh, yes. I think we had a listener uh, tell us that. Uh, yeah, I guess. Well, they, they were they were arguing with us that things happened in North Dakota as opposed oh. to South Dakota. Was that the argument? Oh, yeah, yeah, like, uh, like paved roads and things like that. Is that what it was? Yeah, okay. paved roads in North Dakota. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so here's a church sign that says... What did Jesus say about abiding? And he says, there was really no room for a question mark. This was on a evangelical free church in Minneapolis. What did Jesus say? This uh, Now, this is going to test my uh, theory that questions are always the law, right? Right. I think you qualified that, though. Uh, well, I don't know. I think I qualified it. Um, that if the answer is implied, then it can be gospel, but it requires the answer to be implied. Yeah, you have to have an implied gospel answer. Uh, this, so th- I think this, uh, what did Jesus say about abiding, is going to be then law. Now, the, and the point of this sign presumably would be to say you're driving along and you're a Christian and you know that Jesus talks about abiding. <laughs> you got to have a little context here. You know, John 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. Um, all those who abide in me will bear much fruit, etc. If you don't bear fruit, the Father will prune you, cast you into the fire. Apart from me, you can do nothing. The marvelous little gospel in that text where Jesus says, uh, you are already clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. That is a beautiful little thing. It doesn't fit with the with all the vine and branches talk there. Uh, just Jesus is just saying it. Look, you're absolved. You're clean. Um, presumably, this would be on a church sign because people are driving by and they're not going to church. So the, the the church is getting after the people for not coming in there. Hey, remember what Jesus said about abiding? You guys better do that or else it's outer darkness for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it stands as a warning. You uh, you better come to church. <clears throat> I think that so that's the sign that's going on. 
Now, uh, it is a very interesting thing when people say, hey, does, you don't have to be, uh, you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. Oh, man, I get this all the time. You don't have to go to church to be a Christian. I said, well, it's true. If you, for some reason, are dying in the hospital and you can't get to church, but, oh, man, you want to be there so bad, uh, but you can't make it, that the Lord Jesus is right there with you and he has a lot of comfort for you. But if you just are whatever, lazy, or uh, purposely breaking the Lord's command, the third commandment, and dishonoring his word, or the command that he even gives with the Lord's Supper, do this often in remembrance of me, then, uh, then uh, yeah, that's not so good, is it? Well, actually, our next bumper sticker, um, or maybe it's a church sign, um, applies to this. So let's go ahead and play it, and we'll talk about it in correlation with this previous. Bumper sticker number one. If going to church makes you a Christian, then going to the garage makes you a car. Okay, I'm going to pause it so we can listen to the second one in a minute. But uh, So that kind of plays in, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I guess I, I like to think that, uh, uh, you know, you, you don't have to go to a, um, well, maybe this is a bad analogy. I was going to say, if you, you don't have to go to a restaurant to get food. Um, I, I guess the point is that, that God's word is certainly in other places than church. But where has he placed this word to be, to be preached upon? I mean, it, it's in church. I mean, you're right that that it's 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 possible, especially with with the technology we have today, to hear sermons and and God's word and stuff over the internet and and, and all this stuff. But uh, God has God has placed His church here on earth for a reason, and it's so that sinners can receive the forgiveness of sins. Um, and and so I mean to 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 use you know things like the internet or you know especially like the Second Life. Have you heard about this? That that churches will set up. Churches in their second life, you have a, a virtual reality of yourself, uh, and you can go to go to church in virtual world. Your um, avatar goes to church. Yeah, yeah. While and so, you sleep and so in? You, you'll go in there and, and listen to a church's sermon, and and you know you're doing this on the internet in this virtual world, not not in real have life. A little button like to raise your hand when during the praise song. Or <laughs> yeah, something. I don't know how that works. If you can start doing that, uh, but uh, but see that's not the point. What in the uh, world? I mean, it, it's it's wonderful to use the technology as as a, a gift from God that we can. Um, utilized for the sake of the gospel, but it is not a replacement for the church. For the Lord has set up the church to distribute His gifts, His word, and His sacraments. Uh, you can't have the sacraments through through the internet. Yeah, my avatar went to the altar though, and the pastor asked him if he was confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a fine point you make there, Evan. Now, this is so. This bumper sticker is wrong because it's. I mean, you would, of course, being. In the church does not make you a Christian. No one would say that. But just like the the uh, car is belongs in the garage, so the Christian belongs in church. I mean, that's where you go. That's where Jesus has you. He he, after all, said, "Don't come, don't forsake the meeting together." Uh, he he's the one who said, "Do this often in remembrance of me." Uh, he's the one who sends his Holy Spirit to gather us so that he could tend to us like a shepherd uh, tends together his flock. Uh, he, he's the one that, that did all these things. He's the one that says, I love the church. Uh, and if Jesus loves the church, then we don't have the option. Remember how this goes, you know, when you go up to a guy and say, hey, I really like you, but your wife's a troll. <laughs> yeah, right. You just can't do that. It's just... It's just plain old rude, and that's how most people are. Ah, I don't need the church. Ah, forget it. 
Um, also implied with this, though, is that um, if if you're just going to church, you're not doing enough. You yeah, know? the I old mean, pietists. Real, real Christians it's a, are, are out, it's a, you know, loving people. It's a people. weird sort of thing because the pietists are kind of torn in two different directions. Uh, going to church is too external, you know, and we're all about the internal thing. That's mysticism. So going to church is external, and, and what we're interested in is the internal thing. But if someone doesn't go to church, oh, man, you better watch out. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. surely they're not a Christian then. Yeah. Huh. Oh, am yep. I glad you're not a pietist? <laughs> I am though. That's... <laughs> All right, let's let's l- listen to bumper sticker number two of this caller. Bumper sticker number two, same car. Do no harm. Do as ye will. Have fun. Do that sounds like one of these wicked things. Do no harm. Do as ye will. I gotta look that up on the internet to see, because this ye business, it's like the the Wiccans like to do, uh, do as. Did you look this up already? I did do not. Do as ye will. I'll bet you this is some sort of a. <laughs> yeah, look, Wiccan. What is? How do you say this? Reedy. Huh. Uh, a common form of the reedy is, and it harm none. Do what ye will. The word reedy derives from Middle English meaning advice or counsel. <laughs> well, this is, so that's wicked. I, I'll have to ask my uh, new age spirituality group about that next time. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so now, we, you, you can do which, you can do whatever you want as long as you're not hurting someone else. Is that the main main gist? Uh, here's other variants of the uh, of the of the reedy rid how to, ride. I don't know how to say that. I, I mean, it's been a long time since I've been wicked. <laughs> <laughs> and it harm none, do as thou wilt. That it harm none, do as thou wilt. Do what you will, so long as it harms none. Uh, this is the eight words of the Rickon Weedy Fulfill. From Earth Religious News, 1974. Hmm. It's best known from as the eight words couplet, first publicly recorded in a speech by this Wicca lady in 1964. Yeah. Now, I, I think what's interesting is 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 how it is that we're defining that one is harmed, um, because people under the guise of being loving have used uh, this idea of being loving for the acceptance of all kinds of immoral behavior. Right? Uh, maybe one of the you know most commonly seen today is that issue of homosexuality. That well, we should be loving uh, for. To homosexuals, uh, so therefore we should not tell them that homosexual homosexuality is wrong. Now, I, I suppose for this for the, for the Wiccan who has this uh, bumper sticker, um, if I or, or for you, you know, a, a pastor, a couple comes to your church, uh, a homosexual couple say, hey, "We really like to get married," and say, "No, I will not do your 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 wedding because uh, well, Colorado doesn't have same sex marriage yet anyway." But um, but but you know, this is wrong. This is sinful. Uh, the wicked would probably say, you know, Pastor, you're, you're you're not supposed to do anything that won't harm others, and you've you've really hurt their feelings. Yeah, I know. Didn't you read the Wiccan Reedy on the back of the guy's <laughs> bumper sticker? You should know better by now. It's kind of weird that you got a Wiccan bumper sticker and a Christian bumper sticker. I wonder if they. Well, it's kind of anti-Christian. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah, going to church doesn't make you. Uh, so I mean, they're so. kind of sticking in the in into the eye of the people who go to church, and just because you're going to church doesn't mean that you're. Right with God or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, there. I I do not know what uh, what ladder Wiccan is. 
I was I just going to ask it's you that. Mysticism. Uh, but there, I mean, ISIS. I, I said, well, I, I suspect that it has all three in there. So you got a little moralism, do good, but you have your own kind of postmodern definition of what's good. And then you have the mysticism because you have all the charm kind of stuff, and they do have a liturgy. Uh, I don't know if there's much. I remember this atheist group had three or four Wiccans in it, which has always seemed strange to me. Mm-hmm. But, but it's kind of the earth becomes your god, uh, Romans 1 type of thing. Yeah, that's a mess. Right, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I went to the uh, Free Thought Fort Wayne group, um, you had a mixed bag of people. I mean, it's almost like this social club for those who don't fit into the traditional church. So you have universalists and uh, other weird deists and things like this, but they're all kind of just kind of meeting together in this club. So. All right, we'll be right back. More Bumpstickers after this. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Table Talk Radio will be right back. Do the bumper stickers yeah. on your car say a lot? A lot, a lot about, about who you are, who you're not. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. There's like two bumper music songs that we use uh, that are Pastor Wolfman's favorites, and that is one of them. Oh, yeah. Sure. Hey, I think I gotta, I'm gotta. i going to write my own bumper sticker here, too. It says... Uh, if going to the Oak Grove to offer oblations to Gaia makes you a Wiccan, uh, then going just like being in a garage makes you a car. <laughs> I like it. All right. So far in today's program, we've made it through four uh, church signs or bumper stickers. And Come on. Bring in, them on. Let's in, crank through these. In an attempt to uh, to get through these, I'm offering Pastor Wolfmuller um, – 100 Table Talk Radio points for every one he gets done in this in this uh, segment. So are you ready to rock and fire here? Oh, yeah. Bring them. Okay. This is an old one. comes to us back in February. It Whoop. says, um, a, a church sign here. It says, St. Valentine suffered and died for your Christian marriage. What the heck? St. <laughs> Valentine suffered and died for your Christian marriage. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I mean... What kind of church is that? I don't know. That's weird. We, you, I, let's say, let's um, let's reserve the suffering and dying talk for you, for Jesus. Now, Saint Valentine was a martyr. I, that's whatever Saint Valentine's Day comes around, and I forget. Uh, I say, oh, what am I? Some sort of Roman Catholic to celebrate the saints' days? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't help alleviate things, you know. Okay, when Carrie I'll, says, I'll, I'll my, take note of that. Where's don't my chuckle? Okay, got it. Now, uh, I, this is just wrong, false doctrine. Uh, and the latter, presumably, that it's and for your Christian marriage. That's weird. This would be the latter of, uh, I don't know if it's mysticism. Where's, where's the ladder of, of false doctrine? I guess they're all ladders of false doctrine. They're all false doctrine. Ladder of moralism, ladder of mysticism. This, ladder of, this is going to be the ladder of, I yep. think it's going to be a, a combination of mystic and moral in the sense that um, you got to, have a better Christian marriage, and but St. Valentine has something to do with it. I don't know. Can't make heads or tails of it. Next. Okay. The next, uh, we, we had two callers with the same church sign, so I'm going to play them back to back. Here they are. Hi, this is Will from New Jersey. I saw a sign, a church sign, that says, no bunny 
loves you like Jesus, as in hop hop. Okay, and here's what? the other one. You guys are speed dial 137 on my phone, and the church <laughs> sign that I'm calling about, my, this is wonderful. No bunny, B-U-N-N-Y, no bunny loves you like Jesus. Again, that's no bunny <laughs> loves you like Jesus. This is uh, you know, this is something because people they're driving around and you see these church signs and they're so obnoxious. You're like, oh, I gotta talk to someone about. It. I gotta, ah, I gotta. This is just, you know, it's gotta go somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's a, you need an outlet. We're just happy to be there for you guys. Happy to be there. <laughs> Table Talk Radio Church sign out. Like this is just this falls into the category of plain old stupid. Uh, the the. the Mankind's incessant climbing of the ladders is perhaps matched by marketing's incessant desire to make witty puns. <laughs> and this is a manifestation of that desire. Uh, no bunny loves you like Jesus. Hey, it's Easter time, and you know, the Easter bunny lays eggs. Ha ha. You know what the cure for this is, don't you? Mm-mm. The casual apologetics conversation game. Mixed uh, with Ten Commandments in the news. Oh yeah. So that way you don't have to yeah. use cheesy, you know, word games. You can actually start talking to people about conversations. Uh, you know, conversations in the context of the Ten Commandments and and the Apostles' Creed. I do not suggest egging the church sign with painted Easter eggs. <laughs> Good. All right. Here's another one. Next. Uh, church sign from Reuben, uh, and. Th- uh, sign says this. A is life, this our official Calvinist blogger? I think so. I think so. Oh, boy. A life without God is like an unsharpened pencil. There's just no point. <laughs> <laughs> I like jokes that are really long, have kind of longer setups, and then not very funny punchlines. So I like, kind of like that sign. <laughs> okay. There's uh, no point. So com- so the point here is that if you come to Jesus, uh, he will give your life point. He will give you a meaning. He'll give you meaning and purpose. So this is this is modern man's constant search for meaning. Surely my life has to have meaning, and I'll find that in the constant narrative of the church. It's basically a kind of self-directed moralism. Next. All right. Uh, go to the voicemail. Hi, this is Nanette from Southern California, and my husband and I just saw a sticker on the back of a car that said, not my way, but Yahweh. Let's take the divine name, so holy that Jews were afraid to utter it, and turn that into a pun. <laughs> Next. <laughs> what in the world? Oh, sheesh, not my way, but Yahweh. That's just <laughs> offensive. Okay. Since I don't think it, I don't think that you know I don't think people are trying to be offensive. Just this is are offensive. Whenever you try, there's always a danger of being being offensive when you're funny, which we know nothing about. Uh, we're against humor now. We are weightlifting approved. This show, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, next. Okay, uh, this remember uh, I think a couple shows ago we were talking about our praise song cruncher. We had this this positive feedback, um, and uh, included with this was a, a church sign that says, "Find Jesus or lose everything." Uh, um, find Jesus or lose everything. Doesn't Jesus say 
the opposite of that? Namely, he who loses his life will find it for my sake. <laughs> Isn't that true? Jesus says, Jesus says, uh, if you find me, you'll lose everything. If you don't find, if you love your life, um, you know, you'll keep it for this world, but you lose it in the next. This is, that's a weird sort of thing. Yeah. And then I've, uh, always, I've always been puzzled by people who say, you know, something about finding Jesus, because if you're talking to the, uh, the, un- the, the unregenerate, um, how does one who is hostile to God find Jesus? Right. And, and then you can't be talking to those Christians because, I mean, presumably they have Jesus. So. Yeah, I wish I could, had time to dig up this. There's this beautiful passage. You you have um, you have Jesus, uh, Paul says, or better, he has you, uh, a text like that. But our listeners will surely find it. They'll track that down for us. And the point is that Jesus finds us. He comes to us. I mean, remember the parable of the lost sheep? That's what this thing is about. He leaves the 99 and goes into the woods and, and, and tracks you down. Uh, Jesus is in the finding business. Um, yeah. Etc. I mean, we do have texts that say, "Seek me with your whole heart, and you'll find me." But the, God is hidden; He's the Deus absconditus, according to your buzzword. Uh, but He reveals Himself to us. He pokes Himself out. So, if you're playing hide and go seek with Jesus, it's like playing hide and go seek with a. If you're the dad and you're playing with your your eight month old child, the only way they're going to find you is if you hide, you know, with a pillow over your face, sitting in the middle of the room. And that's what Jesus does for us. He he sticks his toe out of the closet. He puts his hand out from under the bed so that we can find him. And uh, and we say, oh, look, I, now I found you. Oh, yeah. Good job. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, you're so good. <laughs> okay. Uh, you ready for another one? Yeah, oh, yeah. Church sign. Church parking only. Trespassers will be baptized. <laughs> I kind of like that one. That one was at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. <laughs> Trespassers will be baptized. I kind of pull that same thing when people who are not members come to, you know, want to present themselves at, at communion and say, hey, that's great, you want to join the church. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like it. Yeah. Um, okay, here's another one um, from Michael in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, SD. Uh, God sees the person we can be, but loves us as we are. What in the world? God sees the person we can be, but loves the person we are. Loves us as we are. Loves us as we are. That's like a. That's like a. That's like the perfect sign for saying, "Well, we want to be both moralistic and mystical at the same time." <laughs> So God, they, they should God just put sees, that on the church sign. <laughs> we're moralistic and mystical. Uh, God, God sees what you can be. In other words, you're a schlub and you better do better. Mystic, moralism, but He loves you as you are. That's mysticism. See? So that's kind of a that's kind of a nice mix of both ladders there. Next. <laughs> Hi, Bonnie in Kansas. Uh, I've got a church sign for you. The value of the Bible lies not only in reading it but in obeying it. <laughs> um, you could tell that this person uh, it was making that thing up because they, it wasn't really tight, you know. It's not a, it wasn't edited well. <laughs> uh, th- this is what James says: Do not just be hearers of the words, but doers of of the word also. The hearer of the word uh, leave, is like a man who looks at the mirror and leaves and forgets what his face looks like. Uh, which Evan tries to do on a daily basis. Forget, forget, get that image out of my head. 
You better be nice. I'm adding up your points right now. Oh, so then, uh, uh, but it can't get out of his head. Just that stunning good looks, that <laughs> face, that smile. Oh, that's so bad. Hey, were we gonna were we gonna play the game? Are you gonna get a call? Because you're up for a call this next week. Um, that sounds like a tremendously fun game, but uh, I don't know if we have time. I'm gonna flip a, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna flip a coin here. Okay, flip a coin. What is it? I can't find a coin. <laughs> that's, that's not a good sign, then. <laughs> All right. You have 1,000 points. You got through eight bumper stickers and church signs and 200 for your buzzword. I'm flipping my and That's phone. all the time we have for Table Talk Radio. Heads for a call, tails for no call. Here it is. Heads! <laughs> You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.